The Detroit Lions have even more money to play with now. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Matt Derry with you. It's a Friday edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's Friday, February 23rd into Saturday, February 24th. Thanks for making us your first listen. Thanks for checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. That includes on our Locked On Lions YouTube channel. I am well aware some of our listeners, Mike D and others, who have Google podcasts. For some odd reason, if you have Google, you're getting the Dolphins podcast. We're working on that. I have an uh, informed uh, locked on brass. So we're hoping to get that fixed. But uh, if you can't find us on Google, find us wherever you get your podcasts Spotify, Apple, uh, YouTube, of course. Thanks for subscribing and watching on our Locked On Lions YouTube channel as well. Follow us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, at Locked On Lions, Matt Dairy Facebook fan page, Threads at The Real Matt Dairy. And again, thanks for watching us on our Locked On Lions YouTube channel. Coming up on the show today, major news from the NFL. Now, there are 32 teams, so 31 other teams can spend a lot more money now, too. But the NFL salary cap just went up $30 million from last year. To me, the Lions are going for it. That means they've got more money than they thought they had to spend. We'll get into that coming up momentarily. And I got a few names of some players that I think the Lions should trade for, sign. It changes the mindset a little bit. So we'll do that coming up on the show. Also, Lions dipping their toe back in that CFL pool again. Man, the Canadian Football League is is just, it's becoming a feeder for the Lions. We'll explain that coming up. And I got into an argument with somebody from Cleveland, my hometown, because there's talk that the Browns might be trying to build a dome stadium. And the indoor-outdoor debate is always a good one. But I'll tell you why I've kind of changed my tune a little bit. Uh, All of that coming up right here on Lockdown Lions. Shout out to our everydayers that are out there. Thanks for uh, checking us out each and every day and um, making Lockdown Lions just part of your normal routine each and every day. We're going to be with you each and every day, Monday through Friday, until they tell us not to. Uh, Bringing you content, we appreciate all that uh, our audience does, certainly for the program. All right, big news today. Let's get to this because uh, it was a bit of a stunner. Um, The NFL announced today that the salary cap for this coming season will be $255.5 million per team. 255.4 to be exact, but let's just round up. That is crazy cakes. Why do I say that? Well, because there was a lot of talk last year's salary cap figure, which was 224.8, and there was talk that it would go up maybe 10 million, 15 million, but nobody thought it would go from 224 to 255. All right, we're getting an increase of $30 million. The league wrote in a statement today, quote, the unprecedented $30 million increase per club in this year's salary cap is a result of the full repayment of all amounts advanced by the clubs and deferred by the players, deferred by the players during the COVID pandemic, as well as an extraordinary increase in media revenue for the 2024 season. Over the cap, which is where I always like to go when it comes to salary cap room for teams. They are, they say right now that the Lions have 
$63.7 million to spend in free agency. They've got $63 million basically in cap space. Um, if you think about draft picks, it probably comes down to about 53. All right. So the Lions have, let's just estimate the Lions have $53 million to play with here um, in free agency. That's that's a lot of money. And it's a lot more money than teams thought going in. What does that mean for Detroit? First and foremost, not every team spends all of their money. Some, some teams leave cap space, of course, for during the season in case they need to pick up a player or they, they need to make a, a trade for a player at the deadline and pick up some salary and all of that. The Lions were pretty much below the cap this past season, all season. All right, and that's kind of been the case under Brad Holmes. The Lions have been smart. Remember, uh, Detroit picked up Teddy Bridgewater right at the uh, uh, the start of preseason last year, or maybe it was you know, almost week one of preseason. Whatever it was, they got Teddy Bridgewater in, and they had salary cap space enough to give him $5 million. All right, so um, that was a smart and, and, and strategic move. Now that we know that the Lions are going to have over $50 million to play with, what does that mean? To me, I think the Lions need to be spenders. I'm not saying go crazy. I think the market may get a little nuts at the top. But I'll use an example for you. Thinking that the salary cap was only going to go up 10 to $15 million, maybe the Lions figured, all right, there will be some guys to sign. We'll look at, we'll, look, we'll, look, we'll overturn all the stones. Now I think the Lions could place phone calls to the Chargers about Khalil Mack and to the Titans about Jeffrey Simmons. Let's get ferocious here. Let's turn this volume up even higher on this defense. Go get a couple of guys. And again, Khalil Mack is not in his prime, all right? And he's a little bit expensive. But now you can take that risk, all right, and maybe – go after a guy like that that could be a uh, somebody the Chargers would want to get rid of. All right, they're starting over with Jim Harbaugh. Uh, he makes a lot of money. Jeffrey Simmons is a guy that makes around $25 million a year at defensive tackle. But remember, um, his D-line coach, Terrell Williams, is now here in Detroit. The Titans are a dumpster fire. They're in a, they're in a rebuild with a, a, a quarterback um, that was a rookie last year and didn't play a ton, played more toward the end than anything else, kid from Kentucky. Um, and now they stink. Derrick Henry's leaving, right? Uh, they traded Kevin Byard last year. Jeffrey Simmons got hurt toward the end of last season with a knee injury. He's one of the best defensive tackles out there. Yes, he's really expensive. Before last season, he signed a four-year $94 million deal, All right? He's making close to 23, 24 million a year. But does Tennessee need that? Or does Tennessee need draft picks? Maybe some younger players. Going for it would go out and get one of the best interior defensive tackles in the league and putting him right next to Aleem McNeil. And you, you absorb the contract and the cap hit the cap just went up $30 million today. Again, Khalil Mack, put him opposite of Aiden Hutchinson. I know he's not the same player that he was with the Raiders and the Bears. All right, but there's still tread on the tire. Maybe he is a little bit overpaid.
But you know what? You can afford to do that now. Because what you thought you were spending, 40 million, 42 million, is now 52, 53 million. And if you trade away some draft picks to go get Jeffrey Simmons, you don't have to pay as many players. Just throwing it out there. I'm not saying, here's what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that the Lions need to look up and go, all right, who's the best free agent on the market? Chris Jones, give him 30 million a year at age uh, 30. First of all, Chris Jones isn't leaving the Chiefs, but I'm just using it as an example. Jeffrey Simmons is younger than Chris Jones. Chris Jones is going to ask for four at 120. That's uh, PFF put that out there. All right. Josh Allen from the Jaguars. Likely going to look for same money as, as Jeffrey Simmons, 23, $24 million a year. Brian Burns, who's 26 years of age, still in his prime with Carolina. If you were hemming and hawing about paying him, now go get him. Probably projected to make $24 million a year. Ravens have not franchise tagged Justin Matabike yet. Also likely going to ask for four at 92, four at 94, Simmons type money. Maybe you don't think Matabike is as good as Simmons, but you got more money to play with now. These are the kind of players you should go get. I don't think Legereus Sneed from the Chiefs is going to come to Detroit, but that's a, that's a stud cornerback that's going to probably be in the market around what, 16, 17 million a year, maybe more now. I'm not saying Brad Holmes needs to change his philosophy. I'm not saying don't honor the draft, love the draft, uh, uh, value the draft. That's where the Lions have hit home runs. But 30 more million dollars on the cap. And this is a team going for it. And I know there's 31 other teams now that have a lot more money to, to spend. But man, I think this would be a great thing for the Lions to utilize some of this extra cash and go get some big time players. I think the Lions should absolutely do that. Um, I mentioned before a CFL crazed organization, it seems. Oh, not crazed, but the Lions have now picked up another not picked up, but they're now looking at another CFL player. Uh, Matthew Betts, the defensive lineman who was the sack leader in the CFL this past year, has signed with the Lions. Now Detroit has somebody on their radar from the CFL for the upcoming draft. We'll tell you about that coming up next right here on Locked On Lions. And Locked On Lions today is brought to you by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is amazing. It's perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class executive Google built in is your always updating assistant to call on for anything that you need in the car. So gone are the days of connecting your, your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system. I swear it says that. 2024 Rogue is the perfect midsize crossover for your next adventure. What about that 2024 Nissan Armada? Will change what you expect from a full-size SUV. Picture a rugged 4x4 that can seat up to 8 in first-class luxury and style. Tow bigger and explore further in the 2024 Armada. 
Take the Nissan Rogue or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. Welcome back. Locked On Lions, a Friday edition right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for uh, checking us out wherever you get your podcasts and making us your first listen each and every day. Uh, interesting uh, report today from Aaron Wilson, NFL writer out of Houston, who always seems to break news uh, and did so earlier today on his Twitter at Aaron Wilson underscore NFL. Quote, Lions to host cornerback Quantez Stiggers for one of their 30 draft visits. Per his agent, Fred Lyles, Stiggers excelled in the Shrine Bowl, didn't play college football, and is draft eligible after playing for the Toronto Argonauts of the CFL. Uh, another, see, this is like the, the Lions must have uh, uh, sent a bunch of scouts up north. First, it was uh, Matthew Betts from the BC Lions, and now you've got the Toronto Argonauts, 22-year-old cornerback, Quantez Stiggers, who is going to get a tryout and a workout from the Lions uh, pre-draft. Uh, Stiggers grew up in Atlanta. He was one of 13 children, all right? And uh, he had a big he had a, a, um, a big-time high school career, but his mother did not want him to go to college. So he went into depression uh, after his father passed away, and um, he just decided that the best thing for him was just to play professionally. So a couple years ago, um, he tried out and played in the fan-controlled football league in 2022. Signed with the Argonauts at the CFL last year, and uh, turned out he like just made the roster of the Argonauts and then started playing a lot and had five interceptions last year in 16 games, 53 tackles, three special teams tackles, and he was named the CFL's most outstanding rookie and was a CFL East All-Star and also was in the East-West Shrine Bowl this year. So five interceptions, Quantez Stiggers, six feet, 197 from Atlanta, no college. Now that's a different story. That's that's one I've never heard before. Again, um, kind of got depressed when his dad passed away, which you can completely understand. He's a young man. He's only 22 years of age. His mom wanted him to say, hey, look, you don't want to go to college? Go play professionally somewhere. I've never heard of fan-controlled football, FCF, which was an indoor league, but that's where he played. <laughs> and then last year had a really good year for the Toronto Argonauts. Here's my thing with the Lions, all right? Yes, I, there's not a lot of CFL players that excel at the NFL level. So you you get, you know, I'm trying to think off the top of my head and it's 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 difficult. But there's something about what Brad Holmes and his scouting department have done over the years to find, you know, diamonds in the rough, whether it was Amon Ross St. Brown being passed over. How about, you know, how many, how many receivers were taken ahead of him? Like 21, 23, whatever it was, uh, 17. I mean, a, a bunch. He remembers all of them. And he waited till the fourth round to hear his name called. Um, the Lions need help. At interior D line and cornerback. And Brad Holmes knows it. He's gone out and gotten the sack leader from the CFL, Matthew Betts, who can, who's kind of an all-around defensive end-slash-tackle. And now he's looking at a cornerback for the draft in Stiggers, who's eligible. 
uh, because he's 22 and he didn't, you know, he's coming out of uh, the CFL for help. So look, neither guy could pan out. Stiggers is, might not even get drafted by the Lions, but they want to take a look. And I dig that. Uh, it's a little strange that, you know, the Lions are going out and trying to, and rating the CFL a little bit. I know it's just a couple of players, but regardless, they know they need to add to that position. They know they need to add to this defense. And cornerback play this past year was so bad uh, at times that Dre Bly lost his job. John Scott was a D-line coach, spent one year here. D-line play outside of Aleem McNeil and Aiden Hutchinson was not good. You might be losing John Kaminsky. The commish is beloved in that locker room, and he's a, a nice you know, plug-and-play type you know, swing guy, but didn't have a great year this year after he had a really good year two years ago. Josh Paschal's starting to come on a little bit, but not really consistent. Onzerike, Broderick Martin, you don't know about these guys. You know what you have on Lee McNeil, and I think the Lions need to put somebody really good next to him. All right? Cornerbacks. Cam Sutton will be back. We know that. Other than that, you know, with Brian Branch as a slot corner, it's up for grabs. Will Will Harris come back? Jerry Jacobs, Kendall Vildor. You know, there's no there's no guarantees. Uh, the young kid Gilmore, who was deactivated for every game uh, this past year. Um, will he get a chance to play? Lions need corners, both in free agency and in the draft. We've talked about mock drafts ad nauseum, and I've talked about Cooper DeGene already a lot from Iowa, a guy that I love. We mentioned the Athletic yesterday, uh, talking about the Lions taking Kool-Aid McKinstry at 29. Um, but why not take a look at a guy, especially Stiggers from, from the CFL, who uh, might just be a rare talent, might just be a guy that is really, really good, didn't play a single season of college football, and went up professionally at a very young age, just 22 years of age. Um, and excelled at the CFL level. Maybe that could translate to the NFL. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but I think that's pretty cool that the Lions are going to use one of their 30 draft visits on him. And they know they need that position. So um, it's interesting, to say the least. So Quantez Stiggers, not a guy that I'd ever heard of before. And I'd never heard of fan-controlled football before either. But he was a CFL all-star. We'll see. See if the Lions take a flyer on uh, somebody like him. All right. Do you realize that for the last 50 years, well, close to it, 48, the Detroit Lions have been playing indoors exclusively? There might be another team down the road, might be moving to indoors. And I've kind of changed my tune about it. And I'm interested, too, in what uh, some of the fans think about something like this. Um, and we'll talk about that coming up next right here on Locked On Lions. And Locked On Lions today is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about therapy, thinking about talking to somebody, hey, you need some help uh, very much personally on what's going on in your life when it comes to, I don't know, Valentine's Day maybe came and went last week. And maybe you didn't have that special someone that you've had in the past and you're thinking about it and you're not feeling so good about yourself. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let it out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. You can get yourself some help and a therapist with our friends at BetterHelp. Because if you're thinking about starting therapy, you got to give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited 
to your schedule. And what's great too about BetterHelp is if you sign up with one therapist, you don't like it, you can get another one right there on the BetterHelp website. Doesn't cost you anything extra. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on. By the way, um, the draft will be in Detroit. We know that coming up this April. And I'm sure you're, we're going to be hearing a lot about all the events and the activities that are going to be going on down downtown. Uh, I believe it's April 25th through the 27th. Leave those are the dates. Um, just another cool thing for this city. And one of the big reasons why the uh, Lions, of course, hosted a Super Bowl um, many, many years ago. They haven't had one since. And I've said this on Twitter and fans have scoffed at me. But downtown Detroit doesn't have enough hotels. They just don't. Um, and that's that's a known fact. They've got the convention center. They've got plenty of airlines coming in and out of Metro. Uh, P. Diddy, by the way, on his way from Metro, caught up on Ninefo. Sorry, old Kwame drop. But they don't have enough box hotels. Um, but because we had a dome stadium in the city, we got a Super Bowl. We had a dome stadium in Pontiac. Got a Super Bowl. We've had Final Fours. We're apparently going to have another one, was it next year, year after? Um, and other big events, uh, WWE stuff, all of that good stuff. But I got to thinking, a friend of mine from Cleveland, there's, a, there's reports out of Cleveland that the Browns need a new stadium. Their stadium, First Energy Stadium, or Cleveland Browns Stadium, whatever it's called, starting to get old, not so great anymore. I believe they uh, built that stadium in 1998, 99. When the team came back after leaving and going to Baltimore. So it's it's aging. It's getting up there in age. We see with Comerica Park, same type of thing. All right. Needs renovation for sure. Needs some updates. The Browns might be thinking, hey, look, let's build a dome stadium in the around the uh, the Brook Park and Berea area. There's a lot of land there. And then they can attract big events like a Super Bowl, like a Final Four, um, you know, like big concerts, whatever it is. WrestleMania, whatever, whatever, whatever it is. And they can, um, they can, you know, they can attract things like that in a city like Cleveland, where quite honestly, that city's come back just like Detroit has. But it got me thinking, I have Browns fan friends back home where I'm from that have said, wait a minute, the Browns have always played outdoors. The Browns are an outdoor team. There's nothing like being down on the lakefront for a December big game where it's the Browns and the Steelers or the Browns and the Bengals, Browns and the Ravens, and there's elements involved. And it got me to thinking, man, I've been in Detroit since 1996. All I've known for NFL football here has been indoors. Lions moved to the Silverdome from Tiger Stadium in 1975. They've played at the Silverdome and then, of course, opened up at Ford Field in 2000 and have been there ever since. All it's been is indoor football. I wonder if back in the 70s, there was that same debate about Lions fans saying, wait a minute, we played at Briggs Stadium. We played at Tiger Stadium. It's it's, it's the old, you know, NFC Central or what, you know. You know, the Lions had tough teams, right? They were, they were kind of smash-mouthy themselves back in the days. And, of course, in the late 50s when they won championships. But I like, I can't believe I'm saying this because I grew up in Cleveland and I was there. Cleveland Stadium. I was there for the drive when Elway went 98 yards. I was there for the double overtime win over the Jets in 86 and, and and great memories that I have 
of some playoff wins in that stadium. But that was what made going to Browns games fun was bundling up for cold games, being in an old stadium that rocked in the elements, you know, but all we've known here is indoor football. And quite honestly, I kind of like it now. I'm kind of into it. Uh, the Lions have been playing indoors for 50, almost 40, you know, 48 years. And it's kind of great. You know, this past year, the Lions had a chance to play two playoff games in January inside when it was cold. And I had no issue with it. I wasn't sitting there wishing. And I remember when I went to the um, Rams game, it was freezing outside. I mean, it was my walk from the Hockey Town Cafe garage all the way down Witherall or Montcalm or whatever it is down to Ford Field. It was freezing. You guys remember this? The Rams playoff game was, it was like zero degrees outside. Could you imagine sitting through that Sunday night game in that kind of cold weather? I loved going inside for the dome. So I love that the Lions are playing indoors. And I've told some of my friends back back in uh, in Ohio, I don't think it's going to happen, but if they build a dome there, you're going to get used to it and you're going to like it. Yeah, you're going to have your memories of the old stadium and then First Energy Stadium and all that stuff, but and they'll probably build, if they build some sort of dome, they'll have some sort of dog pound area where it's different than just a regular round bowl like we have at Ford Field. But I'm into indoor football now. <laughs> I, I know. And I hated it in college going to Syracuse. I hated it. I just didn't like the carrier dome. I didn't think it was that awesome. But Ford Field is beautiful. And I am all for the Lions playing their games indoors. And it's helped them these past couple of years with this kind of offense to have that fast track and put up big numbers and make it fun. So I don't miss outdoor football. All right. That'll do it for this week of lockdown lions right here on the lockdown podcast network back again next week. The combine starts next week and we'll get into that from Indianapolis.